Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Let his name be 
Battle-ready prayer. Praises be to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Holy One of Israel, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I give you thanks and praise for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. I give thanks for a mind to pray, a heart to seek your face, and authority to bring my members into subjection. I thank you for this moment and the opportunity that each day brings. I know that each day is special, and I am empowered with unlimited potential. There are no ceilings on my life, obstacles that cannot be overcome, or barriers that can stand in my way. In fact, this is the greatest day of my life, and I am free to exercise all of the gifts and talents you have blessed me with. My hopes and dreams can manifest today, and I approach this moment with great expectation for miracles, breakthrough, and deliverance. I stand before you, Lord, naked, offering no excuses or justifications for my shortcomings and weaknesses. I come, Lord, seeking your standard and not those of men. I pray that you will forgive me my sins, known and unknown. Forgive every thought, deed, action, motive, or intent of my heart that is not lined up with your word, your will, or your calling and purpose for my life. Please forgive secret faults and uproot any seed of discontent that has been planted in my life. Forgive me, Lord, if I have held back the tithe, and give me a heart to restore every person that I have wronged, just as you forgive me. I forgive those that have wronged me, and I let go of any art, bitterness, or ill will that I have held in my heart. I will not allow sin and bitterness to cut off the flow of blessings into my life. I repent right now in the name of Jesus, and I receive the power of the blood to cleanse me from all iniquity. I come before you, Lord, with a heart that is after your own, and a mind that has stayed on you, 
I thank you, Lord, for saving me from myself and the consequences of sin. I surrender, Lord, and give you total and complete reign over my life. I willingly submit to you in thanksgiving and praise. I thank you, Lord, for the relationship and fellowship that you have allowed me to share with you. I thank you for every moment, prayer, word, and opportunity to gain revelation and understanding concerning you. Forgive me for the times I have taken you for granted or moments where I've allowed my focus and discipline to slip. I choose you, Lord, and all of your benefits and denounce all ties and fellowship with the world. I have no place in the world and denounce everything that it offers. You have given me a choice, Lord, and I choose to be in covenant with you. I have crossed the line of no return and I will not look back. Each day I am getting more and more like you and growing further and further from this world. My reality in Christ is more real than what my natural eyes behold, and I know that you are not a million miles away. You are right here with me every step of the way. I will have confidence in you, Lord, concerning every situation I face, every decision I make, and every temptation in my path. Give me an ear, Lord, to hear your instruction, eyes that will not be deceived, and a heart that will remain faithful. My life has been built on the foundation that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You died on the cross for my sins and your blood was shed for me. I exercised total faith and confidence in my belief that death was powerless to hold you in the grave and that you rose again and resurrected every dead thing. I receive your resurrection power and declare that there is no dead thing in my life. I speak life in all things pertaining to me. Even now, Lord, I pray that you will breathe life into my relationships, my home, my dreams, my career, and my calling and purpose. Let there be no cracks in my foundation and restore every bone that has been broken. I pray, Lord, that dead branches be pruned for me and my harvest bear much fruit. I offer no resistance and pray that all ungodly distractions be pruned for me, whether they are people, unhealthy relationships, environments, dead situations, ungodly influences, or anything that is not expedient for me. I distance myself right now from every dead thing and release them from my life in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that I have inherited life through your sacrifice, forgiveness for my sins through your blood, revelation through your word, and I have been empowered by your spirit. I take precious time, Lord, to fully grasp and consider what my relationship with you means. Help me to never lose sight of the fact that I have an adversary that must be fought each day. My adversary is the world and Satan, who is the prince of this world. The world around me is not my home, and each day it becomes more a reflection of Satan, its prince. I am not ignorant to Satan's devices, and I understand that the world is designed for my destruction. The allurement of pleasure and the temptations that cross my eyes are for the purpose of robbing me of everything I have inherited through Christ. Every trap, every lust, and the pride that is in the world are set against me on all sides. The hope that I have is in patiently walking according to your word and staying firm to the covenant I have made with you. The world cannot strip me of my authority, but I can hand it over. I will not be deceived by what I see, hear, or how I feel. If it is not of God, then it is for my destruction. Help me, Lord, to see the spirit behind the temptation. The word tells me that Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus comes that I might have life and have it more abundantly. I rebuke and bind every influence that seeks to draw me away from you. For it is nothing more than a gateway to hell and will rob me of my eternal destiny. Father, I know you are able to do all things, and there is nothing that is impossible for you. Right now, Lord, I remember my first love, and I am prepared today to exercise faith in the light of circumstances. Sacrifice my own wants and desires in order to embrace yours. Stand on the word of God, even if it causes me to be peculiar. 
deny my flesh and feelings regardless of the temptation and not make decisions based on what I see or think. I will forget about the past and press towards the mark. I will walk as a prophet of God, put my head up, and if somebody is there to encourage me, then I will encourage myself. I will not be ashamed to follow the examples of Christ, even in the face of persecution. To think differently in the light of the negative labels and slander I may endure. Nor will I be afraid to take a stand in the minority, even if it seems as if the whole world is standing against me. I am willing to abstain when others are eager to participate, to speak out when my words may cause me to be ostracized, and to believe the Bible even when it is the unpopular thing to do. In other words, I am prepared to live like Jesus. I release my faith right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever situation I'm in, whatever I'm dealing with, and regardless of what odds are against me, I will be steadfast and unmovable. I am an elite company and encompassed about by a great cloud of witnesses. The words of this prayer will comfort me, build up my spirit, man, and encourage me in the way. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and cast down Satan and his forces of darkness from any involvement, activity, or distractions in this prayer. I commission my angels to come against every thought, feeling, influence, and hindrance that is set against me. I stand in the gap for my family and friends and pursue the Lord with all of my heart. Even as I hear the words of this prayer, my body is regenerating itself. My body is preparing itself for another productive day. My body is developing according to your plan, and health is being released in all of my organs, tissue, bones, bodily systems, veins, arteries, and muscle. My brain is processing the information consistent with your word and filtering out everything that is not of you. My heart is being protected from all ungodly influences, and my innocence is being guarded. I have and will always have a sound mind that is saturated in your word. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke evil spirits from attaching to me in any way, shape, or form. They have no place, familiarity, or invitation in my life. They do not enter into my eyes, my ears, my mind, or my heart. My spirit man has victory over them all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and cast down, and break all generational curses. I decree by the blood of the Lamb and the power given to me as joint heir with Jesus Christ that I will not be the victim of physical, mental, or emotional abuse, nor will I have, serve, or entertain idols or false gods. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I decree that I am not a covenant breaker, and my yea is yea and my nay is nay. I pray, Lord, that you protect me from all hurt, harm, pain, and danger, and those that mean me ill will. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I have the patience of Job, the meekness of Moses, the heart of David, the favor of Joseph, the ear of Samuel, the courage of Joshua, the wisdom of Daniel, the zeal of Peter, the love of John, the faithfulness of Abraham, and the boldness of Paul. I abide in the fruits of the Spirit all the days of my life, and even now these fruits are growing in me. Lord, help me to be a person of great faith, consistent in good deeds, and a constant encourager. I will continue to love you with all of my heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit, and to love my neighbor as myself. In the name of Jesus and the power of your blood, I pray, Lord, that you are first in everything that I do, and I have no priority greater than you all the days of my life. I am eternally connected to you and have an expectation in heaven. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that my face be before the Lord always and that your angels encamp around me and deliver me. Order my steps in the word and design my days according to your will. The Lord touches my mouth and puts his words in it. Lord, I will go wherever you send me and speak whatever you give me to speak. 
I am not afraid of their faces because your sword protects me at all times. Father, you are my sustainer, my provider, my comforter, my guide, my strength, and most of all, my friend. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I equip myself right now with the whole armor of God that I am covered from head to toe in every aspect of my life. There should be no parts of my life that are exposed on the inside or out, but all should be covered by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I put on the helmet of salvation. I have been redeemed from all traces of poverty, and I rebuke and bind a poverty spirit. You supply all of my needs, and I am blessed all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus, I speak abundant harvest in my life. My bank accounts are overflowing, and my barns are full. The blessings of the Lord overtake and pursue me all the days of my life. I speak financial security and wholeness over my family and the perfect will of God in my life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and curse the spirit of death. I shall not see untimely death, nor shall death have any hold over me. I shall fulfill all of my days, months, hours, years, minutes, and seconds. I have divine order in my life, and death has no grip on me. A thousand shall fall by my side, and ten thousand by my right hand but it shall not come nigh me. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, my feet are shod with the gospel of peace. Peace rests upon me and covers my mind and heart. I have peace in the midst of storms, chaos, and confusion. Your peace comforts me in times of trial and sustains me from being weary. It surpasses all understanding, rendering logic helpless, and my faith sustains me. Father, you are an awesome God. You are not a million miles away, but right here with me each and every day. You walk with me, talk with me, and guide me every step of the way. You love me, and I rest in you, and I know that you are my God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I have been empowered with the sword of the Spirit, and I have authority over all power of Satan. I rejoice and celebrate that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The sword of the Lord shall never depart from me, and I speak boldness into my spirit. I rebuke, bind, and cast down the spirit of fear. You have not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. When I walk through the waters, you are with me. When I go through the rivers, you help me. And when I pass through the fire, the flame does not kindle upon me. You have set your love upon me, and you protect me all the days of my life. The hedge of protection rests on me, and your fire shall be in my spirit. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, the shield of faith is an extension of my arm. My faith shall not fail me. And I trust in the Lord with all of my heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. If you said it, then I know that you will do it. You shall not withhold any good thing from me, and you are able to perform your word in my life. I fortify my faith by releasing the promises of God into my life. Every word you have spoken concerning my destiny shall be established and come to pass, and my enemies shall not prevail against me. In the name of Jesus, I pray over my marriage. I pray that my marriage will continue to be everything that the word of God called it to be. My marriage shall be built on faithfulness, trust, loyalty, and a mutual love of God. You shall be the head of my house, at the center of everything we do, and the word of God shall be the binding and final authority in all matters. I am God's ambassador in my house, and I shall cover my spouse all the days of my life through my word, examples, character, and deeds. My marriage is blessed and washed in the blood and shall weather any challenges that arise against it. Our love continues to grow stronger each day as the Lord allows us to see more of him in one another. If I am single, then I confess total contentment within myself, wholeness in my life, patience to wait on God, and security in Christ. I am a person of high self-esteem and significant value to the kingdom. I will not compromise my covenant with God 
nor will I allow fear to cause me to operate in the fleshly realm. I exercise complete and total control over my mind, my will, and my emotions, and I do not leave any doors open for Satan to sneak in. I understand that every relationship is not for me. Every person does not have my best interests. All that glitters isn't gold, and every sugary thing is not sweet. In the name of Jesus, I will not be distracted by counterfeits and wolves in sheep's clothing. I will not lower my biblical expectations, nor will I give in to the pressures of the world. I have total confidence in God and the plan that he has for my life. In the name of Jesus, I surrender my children to you, Lord, and trust you to impart me with the ability and wisdom to raise them in the fear of the Lord. I make a commitment to my children to openly receive the instruction in your word on how to raise them, love them, and properly present them before you at that day. I pray that your calling and purpose will be fulfilled in them and ask that you guide and direct me in all matters concerning them. I shall be careful to represent you before them in everything that I say or do. I commit to live holy before them and set godly examples for them to follow. I shall not be a hypocrite and I shall practice what I preach. I shall be a provider and protector for them and make whatever sacrifices are necessary to ensure them a wonderful life. I shall fight to preserve their innocence and protect them from the brainwashing of the world. My expectation in them shall come to pass and the blessings set out in your words shall be established in them. My children shall see you in everything that I say and do. In the name of Jesus, I seal my soul to the words of this covenant, that it is the declaration of my heart, that every word be lined up with the perfect will of God, and line by line with his understanding. Let the Lord Jesus Christ be the final arbitrator of my mind and heart, and that this covenant be in all ways pleasing in the sight of God. I thank you, Lord, that you love me, and that you hear me. I thank you, Lord, for a mind to share intimate fellowship with you. I thank you that these words shall be established in my heart and mind, that they shall be a part of me and guide and direct my paths at all times. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity and this second chance. I look forward to your return, and I know that nothing that I have done or sacrificed has been in vain. Thank you for this life, who I am in Christ, and for all blessings you have bestowed upon me. Amen. 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 That's why we love that prayer, battle-ready prayer. Well, we're going to start off with thank you for joining us tonight right here on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour. And if you just join us, thank you. If it's your first time, we appreciate you listening in as we go through the Bible together. And tonight, go ahead. It's uh, always nice to have you join us here and especially everyone that comes is here for the same purpose and that's to praise and lift up uh heavenly father okay Amen. and it's so nice to get together we're all on the same accord and that's to what praise our heavenly father that's correct and we're going to be talking tonight about waiting in the crucible crucible is a situation of severe trial or in which different elements interact, leading to the creation of something new. So as we go through our trial and our tribulation, we become even more faithful, we have more patience, you know, just whatever the Lord is working on. It helps uh, to build uh, patience, it helps to build faith, it helps to build hope, it helps to build all these things in our Heavenly Father. This is why we 
he allowed us to go through these trials and things is to help build these things in him instead of yourself or man. That's correct. Right. We're going to be going into Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work on which his presence within accomplishes, is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, and faithfulness. You got to remember that, which is, in some Bibles it says, long-suffering. Yes, as well as the quiet mind. Quiet mind, kind act, yes. well-doing faith. Yes, those are the things. And he said, by these things you will know that this, these are my people. That's right, by their fruits. These are my people. And they, they have these, this character right here tells you that these are my people. Exactly. And we, we got to remember that we got to go through the trials of this life in order to get the fruits and what the Lord want to give us. We're going to go to uh, Romans chapter 15. That's my book, Romans 15. Romans 15, I love, I love that. 15. 4 and 5. 4 and 5. For whatever was thus written in former days was written for our instruction, that by our steadfast and patient endurance and encouragement drawn from the scriptures we might hold fast to and cherish hope verse 5 now now may the god who gives the power of patience and endurance which is steadfastness and who supplies encouragement grant you to live in such uh, mutual harmony and such full sympathy with one another in accord with Christ Jesus. You know, we are normally impatient about things that we really want or have been promised, but don't have yet. We are often satisfied only when we get what we are longing for. And because we rarely get what we want, when we want it, it means that we are often doomed to irritation and impatience. And when we are in this state, it is almost impossible to maintain peace and trust in God. That is correct. That's true. That's why he's trying to teach us patience Yes. and long-suffering. Uh, that's why sometimes uh, things you ask God for, he said no. Mm -hmm. Because he knows if he allowed me to have those things, then you put him to the side. You don't right. have no need to praise him. You won't have no need to pray to him. You won't have no need to get up in the morning and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for waking me this morning. Thank you for giving me another day of life. Thank you, Lord. Uh, you won't have no need to do that because you will think you made it all yourself. So sometimes he will tell you no because he knows what it will do to you. That's why some people have money. Some people don't have money. Some people have certain things that others don't have because you know if he allow you to have your pride with swell. That's correct. You also gotta remember that waiting in pain is painful by definition. 
and he will one of the words will wait most patiently. We'll go to Psalm 37, 7. And that's in the Old Testament, Psalm 37, 7. 37. 37, 7. Alright, you ain't been there, go. Okay. Be still and rest in the Lord. Wait for him and patiently lean yourself upon him. Fret not yourself because of him who prospers in his way because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. In the King James Version comes from a Hebrew word that can be translated to be much pain, to shake, to tremble, to be wounded, to be sorrowful. Learning patience is not easy. No, it's not. Sometimes it's the very essence of what it means to be in the crucible. So I feel like you, I'm waiting patiently, but I feel like I'm in, like in a fire. Right. They're going to tell you that sometimes when God allows you to go through something, it's not always because you don't love me. He sees that you need some patience. Mm-hmm. He sees that you don't have enough patience. So he allows you to go through some things in life that cause you to, to have build patience in you that when you need it and you don't have it. This is dear Job. He, oh, man, he, yes. You know, uh, he knew Job would always have that faith. But Job, you know, Job had some things that God knew that was lacking in him just by giving him to uh, Satan just that little while made Job even more a man of God. And that's what he do to us. He allow us to go through things because he knows what we are weak. And he knows what we need to become strong. He allows Satan to work with us. That's right. We're going to go to Psalm 27, 14. 27, 14. In Psalm 27, 14, wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. So what, we're going to go to another verse in Romans 5, 3, 5. Because what we're trying to do is we want to know what are these verses saying to us. We're going to New Testament. We're going to Roman chapter chapter five, verse three and five, three through five. Moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Let us exalt and tribute in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that. Pressure and affliction and hardship produce patience and unswerving endurance. We're going to continue. Go ahead. I'm waiting on you. And endurance, which is fortitude, develops maturity of character, approved faith and tried integrity. And character of this sort produces the habit of joyful 
and confident hope of eternal salvation. Verse 5, such hope never disappoints or deludes or shame us for God's love, God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So in those verses, he's telling us while we wait, we can concentrate on one of two things. He's telling us we can focus on the things that we are waiting for, or we can focus on the one who holds those things in his hand. And that's Jesus himself. That's right. That's God himself. That's why he said, even, even in your suffering, look up. Look well, that's up right. And praise him, even in your suffering, look up. Because he holds all things in his hand. All things come through God. Your help, your strength, your all come through him. So look up. Be happy, be rejoiced, because through him you can be healed, through him all things. Because they can, with all what we're going through, it produces uh, fortitude, integrity, it produces endurance, confidence. You know, it, it gives us strength, encourage us as we wait with patience. It's hard to wait because it's very painful sometimes. Well, you know, that's why all things that happen not bad. We, we look at being sick sometimes is a bad thing. We look at having uh, cancer or whatever is a bad thing. I had cancer just last year. Right. And let me tell you what, it was a good thing. God taught me a lot. He brought me through it. I learned a lot. And I thank Him for what I've learned in that. I learned to depend on Him more. I learned to be stronger in Him. Amen. I learned how to pray a little bit better than I did before. All these things I learned in what God put me through. So it's not always bad. And sometimes it's a good thing. And when you're close to God, it, it lets you know how to build a closer relationship, a personal relationship, how to depend on Him a little bit more, how to call on Him. A lot of things that brought between me and God that it wasn't bad, it was good. He healed me, he healed me. I didn't have to go through a lot of things some people went through. Thank you, Lord, no even chemo he, or no radiation. Even if he did heal me, I knew something about land that I learned one thing, even if he didn't heal me, it was gonna be all right. Because it was a time that he told, showed me that if it's not going to be all right on this side. It's going to be all right when you get to the other side. It's going to be all right on the other side. That, that's the kind of relationship God wants you to build with him. That's right. Is that this world no longer matter to you. Amen. And what makes such a difference when we wait for something isn't so much how long we have to wait, but our attitude while we wait. So if we trust, like you said, the Lord, if we place our lives in his hands, if we have surrendered our wills to him, then we can trust that he will do what's best for us when it's best for us. No matter how hard it sometimes is to believe it, but he does what's best for us. He does what's best for us. In truth, it is hard 
to believe that when you're going through the dark time, when you are grieving, you you just saying, Lord, just give me the strength to endure with patience right. what's happening right now. Because like you said, it's joy in the morning. That's right, it is joy in the morning. Yes, it is. And, you know, when we was reading uh, Romans 5, we're going to go to Romans 5, we're going to read verse 6, 2. Um, while we were yet in weakness, powerless to help ourselves, at the fitting time Christ died for in behalf of the ungodly. And we're going to go also to Galatians 4, 4. What we're trying to do is, what do these things tell us about God? In Galatians 4, 4. So in Galatians 4, 4, but when the proper time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born subject to the regulations of the law. So what the Lord, what God is telling us in Romans 5, 6, what it was, you don't have to go to it, I'm just the comparisons. In other words, he said, while we was yet weak and we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. Yes. So Paul tells us that Jesus came to die for us at exactly the right time. Right. Right. Paul, at, that's right. Right as we needed a Savior, mm -hmm. and Jesus was there. It was right there for us. Right on time, just as we needed him, he was there. And, and also, that is correct, but Paul does not tell us why it was the right time. So it is very easy to read these verses and wonder, well, why did Jesus wait for thousands of years until he came to the earth to deal with sin? Didn't the universe understand that sin was a very bad thing long before then? Well, we may ask why Jesus is waiting to come the second time as well. We also may ask, why is the Lord waiting so long to answer my prayer? <laughs> That's correct. But we gotta think about, for instance, the 70 week prophecy in Daniel 9, 24, chapter 9, verse 24 through 27. That's in the Old Testament. We're gonna look at that. Because we, we do ask these questions. Well, why is it taking so long for Christ to come back to receive us unto himself? Daniel 9. Daniel 9 and chapter 24. 24. All right, we're right there on 24. Let's do it. In 70 weeks of years or 490 years are decreed upon your people and upon your holy city, Jerusalem, to finish and put an end to transgression, to seal up and make for the measure of sin, to purge away and make expiation and reconciliation for sin to bring in everlasting righteousness, permanent moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relation, to seal up vision and prophecy and prophet and to anoint holy of holies. We're going to go to verse 25. 
Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem until the coming of the anointed one, a prince, shall be seven weeks of years and sixty-two weeks of years. It shall be built again with city square, moat, but in troublous times. So we're going to read verse 26. And after the 62 weeks of years, should the anointed one be cut off or killed, and should have nothing and no one belonging to and defending him. And the people of the other prince who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. Its end shall come with a flood, and even to the end there shall be war and desolation are decreed. We're going to read verse 27. And he shall enter into a strong and firm covenant with the many for one week, seven years. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause a sacrifice and offering to cease for the remaining three and one and a half years. And upon the wing of the pinnacle of the abomination, shall come one who makes desolate unto the full determined end is poured out on the desolation. Well, I read all that because the prophecy that points to Jesus as the Messiah, which we just reviewed, how long was the time period? What does this tell you about learning to wait for things in God's time, even if it takes what seems to us a long time. And look at when he was talking about the years, 62 weeks and all that, but what we read in Daniel 9, 24 and 27. There are many important spiritual reasons why we will experience waiting times. First, waiting can refocus our attention away from the things back to God himself. Second, Waiting allowed us to develop a clear picture of our own motives and desires. Third, waiting builds perseverance, a spiritual stamina. Fourth, waiting opens the door to developing many spiritual strengths, such as faith and trust, like it did with you when you were going through what you were going through. And fifth, waiting allowed God to put down other pieces in the puzzle of the bigger picture. And six, we may never know the reason we have to wait. Hence, we learn to live by faith. That's Can right. you think of any other reason for waiting? I tell you, <laughs> waiting, waiting gives God a chance to get us ready for it the kingdom. faith, that's correct. Get us ready for the kingdom. We came when he when we wanted him to. It wouldn't be very many of us make it in. God knows that this soul is not ready to go right now. Oh yeah, we would like for him to come because a lot of us are tired of this whole world the way it's going. But I tell you, if he came tomorrow, I know that I'm not ready yet. He's still working on me. He's still yeah. building on me. He's still cleansing me. And if it came tomorrow, 
It's some things that needs to be cleansed out of me, need to be washed out of me. God knows when we're ready. He's trying to get us ready, get, give us time to get ourselves ready. Give us time to come and repent. Give us time to, to come and ask him to uh, uh, cleanse Strengthen us. us and build the fruits of the spirit that we need. That's right. There's so many people that haven't heard the what? The gospel. The gospel, yeah. The gospel haven't been preached all over the world. He said, and then the, the end shall come. So it haven't been preached everywhere. He said, when that happened, then the end will come. That's why it haven't came, because everybody haven't heard the word. That's everybody right. haven't got the gospel. Now, when that's done, then God told you, then the end shall come. We also got to remember that we are, we are God's witnesses ourselves. We are evangelists. And we, as God's children, also have to preach the gospel. We need to tell people about Jesus. Right. To, even, even if it's, okay, I'll give you this. Or, well, why don't you listen to this? Or, thank you for doing this kindness, love, and faith. Let let them know how much God has done for you. That's right. And the best God, best way to preach the gospel is the life that you live it, for right Jesus there. Christ. It be the way people see you live, the Amen. way people see you treat people, the way people see how you care for people and give, and all the things that God have done already done for us. They see that in you. They see Jesus Christ. That's right. And we're going to take a break and we're going to come back with more of Waiting in the Crucible right here on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour. Show me what I used to be Now help me now 
everyone. Thank you for joining us once again right here on LPJ 64 of Mr. and Mrs. Smith and Bible Study Hour. Um, we were talking about waiting on the crucible. And we right now we're going to talk about David. And you can read this. I'm not going to read the whole thing in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1 through 13. But you can go and read all this because of shortness of time. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the story. Well, in this story, we see David anointed by Samuel as king. However, it was a long journey from the fields of his father, Jesse, to the throne in Jerusalem. No doubt, uh, at times, I know he felt like he was in the midst of a crucible. <laughs> so, at first, he was called to play music to soothe Saul's troubled spirit. And that was in 1 Samuel 16. Later, he becomes Israel's hero as he killed Goliath. Remember that story in 1 Samuel 17. Then, there are many years during which David is running for his life. Both Saul and his son Jonathan know that David is destined to be the next king. And you can read all of that story in 1 Samuel 23, 17. 1 Samuel 24 and 20. But David does nothing to advance his God's given destiny. In fact, he appears to do the opposite. Even when Saul tries to kill him and David snips a piece of his cloth. Remember that? Yes. Off the king's robe, he wishes he had never done such a thing. Again, when Saul is trying to kill David, David refused to kill Saul when the opportunity arises. So, looking at the whole of David's role to the throne, we can perhaps summarize it in a short sentence. Don't grab what God has not yet given. Hmm. Think about that. Don't grab what God has not yet given. God's gifts are always best received from his hand and in his time. That's right. That's so, right. in other words, what God has for you for is you. for you That's and right. his timing. So, this may require a very long time of waiting. Then, bean sprouts, you know, they may literally grow up within hours, while an oak tree, they may take years. You know, that's the good thing about having a farm, being raised on the farm, you know, you plant stuff today. Right. You must have patience to wait on it to grow. Mm. You don't get tomatoes today, neither do you get corn today. Right. Or neither do you get anything. You plant and you wait much for it to grow. And it becomes fully developed and now you can harvest the crop. So, and you're correct. So, when you sow, you always get more than what you sow. That's right. But you have to be patient and wait. It doesn't go when you want it to. Mm. Once you plant the seed, you have nothing to do with how fast it grows. In other words, we got to remember to sow good seeds. If we don't sow those good seeds, it may not happen to you right now. It may take years down the road for you to reap what right. you sow. Well, 
that kind of goes with what God, you, you have nothing to do with what God has for you. It will be for you. He has all control over what he has. And, and for his you. timing. And his time and only his time. And you try to rush it, you won't do nothing but mess it up. You see, that goes to show you, uh, I don't care, you may go to school and get your degrees mm. and say, oh, I'm this and I'm that. But if God haven't set that plan for you, don't be so quick to rush it. And in other words, you're doing it in your own strength. Thank you. You choosing this is what you want to do. But if the Holy Spirit have not shown you and told you, in other words, this is what you need to do, then you're doing it in your own strength. God said And it's not God's gift. God said many are called. And few are chosen. But few are chosen. So that goes to tell you, wait on God to see what he wants or have for you. And he'll lift you when it's time, as his word says. And we have to remember that in God's time, and it's always on time, even though we feel like it needs to be done now. When it's done, it's on time every time. It's on time. And that's what was going on with David. David had been going through so much, and he was the next king because yes. of what Saul did. Saul was disobedient, and that's why Saul ended up losing the kingdom. But they got king, and David got big headed too. Yeah. Once he became king. David and Delilah. Yeah, he got big headed. He saw something that shouldn't have been his. But he said, I'm the king, so look here, I said, I want it, I'm going to get it. Mm -hmm. Okay, he disobeyed God. He saw a fine woman that belongs to somebody else that he had no business putting his hands on. And he he called the man his life so he can have his desire of flesh. And he knew it was wrong. You see, this is why you got to wait on God. And not because you have the authority and the right and the power to do, to do something, mm-hmm. do it. Let God lead you. Let him lead you. Don't take the authority because you have the right to the authority to do something. When David saw this fine woman that belongs to someone else, mm-hmm. and he took the power because he had the authority and the power and he took advantage of this and he brought a what? What he did was he brought a sword up in his own home. He he did repent but what he ended up doing he lost his first son and through all that time he had planted that seed because of what he'd done so the consequences came through his two sons, which one of them raped the sister, and the other one killed the other son. And all this was going on, and it was horrible. He, David went through a lot, if you want to read the story. It's in 1 Samuel. And what he telling, had told David, because you had planted that seed, for years, you had to go through pain and suffering yes. and crucibles. Yes. 
and two he got to his last son Solomon, which the kingdom was left to him. He brought the curse. You see, you can curse or be a blessing. And at the time, David, he was a what? Curse. And he had to break that curse. So that's you wait on God to tell you what the next move. That's and right. it won't be a curse, it'll be a blessing. Yes, it will. And that's what he tells us and he wants us to be a blessing. We as God's children should be a blessing to whomever we meet. We're not saying it's gonna be easy to to deal with some of these people. Right. Because it's uh, we have a lot of enemies out there. But because we love Christ we even pray for them. Right. You pray for everyone. That's God right. Said, uh, pray for even your enemy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, pray. But you need God in your life to do that. Yes. You need the love of God to pray for your enemy. There's no one. I can't. I'm going to be honest with you. Without the love of God, I can't pray for my enemy. But knowing that Jesus loved me first, and knowing that Jesus loved me and giving me the energy, to pray for those that despiteful misuse me. I can pray for them because I know God loves me. Yes, he does. And you know, we're going to go to Psalm 37 and 4. Old Testament, Psalm 34. I mean, Psalm 37 and 4. Okay, that's what Psalm 37 and 4. All right, 34. That's right. You are, you are there. Okay. 37 and 4. Psalm 37 and 4. Now you're there. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. Now, you see, this is a wonderful promise. So imagine getting what you have always wanted. Oh. But getting the desire of our hearts hinges on having hearts that take delight in the Lord. That's right. That's the kind of desire you have got to have. You, <laughs> let's not get this thing wrong. Think that he's going to give you the desire of your heart. Because he said, Man, men hearts are so evil. So desperately wicked, who can know it? Who can know it? He's not going to give you the desire of your heart. But if your heart lines up with his what? His will. His will, he'll give them to you. See, Bob, we read that and we take it. Uh, uh, and if he's going to give you the desire of your evil heart, no. Well, we'll find out. We'll go to verse 5. Let's go to verse Okay, let's read verse 5. Okay. Commit your way to the Lord. Roll and repose each care of your load on him. Trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident also in him. And he will bring it to pass. That's right. And a man says, put your life in the hand of the Lord. And have faith in him that he, he will, will do, do it. it. There it is. There it is. That's, that, that, that's it. it. That means it's got all lined up with Jesus. That's if right. If your heart is not lined up with Jesus, don't you ask. Because if you ask, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> you're asking the wrong God. Mm-hmm. And if you receive it, the wrong one give it to you. 
That's why I tell you to delight yourself That's right. also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's right. He's not saying he'll give you the desires of your heart because our heart is wicked. It's but correct. because we delight ourselves in him, and we love him, and we want whatever God wants for us. That's right. Whatever God wants for us. That's what they give you. Because you might want to go. You might want to go over there and take that man's wife next door to you. That ain't right. That ain't right. So don't 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 say that. Amen on that one. Amen. Uh, in the same chapter thirty-seven, we're gonna do one. One. Okay. It says, "Fret not yourself because of evil doers; neither be envious against those who work unrighteousness." That which is not upright or in right standing with God. It's like we said, commit your way. We're doing verse 5 again when he said, commit your way to the Lord. He tells us not to get jealous of what evil people are doing. Right, right. As we commit ourselves in the Lord, he builds our character with the fruits of the Spirit. When we go through trials and tribulations, and it just looks like we are always in a fire and you know going through the trials and the pain and the suffering when we lose our loved one all we can say is the lord continue to strengthen us well, and help us to endure with patience we have to remember that the enemy said he came to make war oh. with the remnant seed now if you are the of god and you god's child you the one he wants he don't want the people already out there Gambling and drinking and and and, and running women and, and and fighting and 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 all he already got them. That's those people are not of God. Mm -hmm. They're not of God. If they out there gambling and drinking and running women and cutting people and beating up folks and robbing folks, they're not of God. They yeah. can't. They can't. God said, "I am love." L-O-V-E. Right. Now, all that I have just said, where do you see love in that? Okay, so they're not a God. Right. The devil came to make war with God's people, the one that know how to love, share, give, care, help, love and giving, all of those fruits that is of God. He came to make war with them. That's right. So if he knocking you down when you're trying to get up, you all smile and say, Lord, thank you. Because I know I'm serving the right one because the devil would beat me down today. <laughs> Don't be mad. <laughs> be glad. Because you know you're on the right side of the fence if you're being beat down by the devil. Yep. But if the devil is not bothering you, you need to go look in the mirror and see who you're serving. Because you might be on the wrong side if you're on the winning side today and not being touched by the wrong one. That's right. I feel, I feel good when I got ups and downs. That's so right. I know I'm on the right side when I'm being beat, misused, talked about, lied on, cheated. I said, Lord, thank you. I know I'm on the right side because the enemy is fighting me today. That's right. That's it right. That's right. That's why he tells us to delight ourselves in the Lord. And to take delight in God means that we live in a state of perfect trust. 
Nothing can ruffle our peace because God is here and at work. We can praise him just like you said. We can even smile because no one can outwit our God. When we can learn to do this, we really will receive what our hearts long for because we will receive what our loving Father wants to give us at this time that most benefits us and his kingdom. I'm trying to tell you. That's an amen on that That's one. an amen That's on, an amen that, on that one. Hold on. Smile. Keep on moving. Praise God. And then bless others through your trial and tribulation that you're dealing with each and every day. There it's not go. easy. And you may have to cry. You may get angry. But through the love of Jesus Christ, you can keep on standing. You keep on standing. Because you know God is in Control. You can say it, you can, and you know what? You don't have to say it because people can look at you and say, "Hey, that 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 woman knows God." Amen. And somebody can say, "How you know that?" Now I know. Look at how she smiled. Look, and I know her trouble. I know what she going through. But look how she smiled. She got to have Jesus to smile like that with the things that's going on in her life. That's what God wants His people to represent Him. Even though the troubles and trials and tribulations they're going through, let the world see God, not your trials, not your troubles, not your tribulations. See Him. And when you can do that, then God is smiling. That's right. He gets the glory. He God gets, gets the glory. He gets the glory. But you walk around all mean, talking about I'm in a bad mood. Satan is being. Glorified. That's right. He's That's why ready. we got to delight ourselves in the Lord, and He will lift you up. He will strengthen you when it is time. So we just want to thank you for joining us. We also want to thank Ruth. I'm hoping that you was able to listen in, and may you be blessed by the word of the Lord, and may you continue to bless others as you do. So we just want to go, we'll play a song, we'll come back, we'll close in prayer, and we'll give you our email address when we come back. So keep it locked in on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Honey. Hallelujah. How many of you just going to keep on working? Not going to worry about getting there, you just going to keep on working. Hallelujah. I don't mean to take out most of your time because I know y'all didn't come to hear me. Hallelujah. But but with a little bit of song, they sang in church, they sang in church, you might know it. Um the song says, I'll be
Thank you for joining us tonight right here on LPJ 64 on Mr. and Mrs. Sleeping Bible Study Hour. We just thank those who have been listening. May you be blessed. And if you have any Bible questions, you need prayer, you can email us at robtgina50 at gmail.com. And we come on each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. If you want to join us, Lord's will, we hear every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So we're going to have closing prayer, and we just want to thank you for joining us. A mind to pray. Dear Almighty and Omnipotent God, our Father, our Creator, and everlasting help, we humbly approach your throne in the precious name of Jesus. We eagerly enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, recognizing you are infinite in power and might. The fullness of your ways are past knowing, and your majesty is both seen and felt. Your word says you will grant us the very desire and will to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, the first and the last, we ask for our mind to pray and revelation to have a deeper and more intimate fellowship with you. We ask that you drive out all distractions and the cares of this life, and give us a sincere heart to seek your face with great expectation and hope. Let us have the same attitude of Christ, who was totally faithful and dependent on you. In the name of Jesus, help us, Holy Spirit, to submit our minds to the purpose and plans of God while teaching us how to follow him daily. Let us turn from our wicked ways so that our sins be forgiven and that you hear our prayers and restore our land. In the name of Jesus, Renew our minds and saturate them in your word, that our thoughts are pure and steadfastly focused on you. Draw us near and let us listen attentively to your voice, cherishing every moment in prayer and fellowship with you. Let us desire your presence more than our natural food and give us a mind to pray and seek your kingdom above all else, while trusting you to provide all of our needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. And may the windows of heaven open and pour upon you a bundle of blessings and have a good night. Good night.